the staple. But in the 90s, the other yogurt companies began making far more complex flavors, and you tried to keep up with Dan and Lightning Fit and White Coats, but still always fell short with creativity and taste. Your marketers tried every tactic, every promise of health and weight loss. They kept trying until they came up with the brilliant idea of creating a tasty, fruity cure for constipation. Oh, Denon, with your Activia and tasty laxative. Oh, Denon, with your Jamie Lee and soccer mom and supermarket. With your perfectly measured ingredients, not with explosive diarrhea, just enough to create regularity. You created a beautiful treat while still promising a reduced calorie protein and calcium filled lunch. So brilliant, so enticing. But brilliant still was your recent employment of the desirable and sexy Shakira as your spokesperson. Oh, Dan and you brilliant steamer, letting us know that even the sexy people become constipated. <laughs> Sit on the loo in frustration that even the naked, sweaty sex goddesses of the world desire loose stools and regulation. Because that is what's important in life to the normal, everyday people. Why the Inquirer posts pictures of cellulite and celebrity breakups are blown out of reasonable proportion. All we want is to feel sexy, feel that our problems are not something to be embarrassed by. And now we do, despite the clogged colons of the general population. We buy your yogurt and feel comfortable in our regularity because now, even we feel sexy on the job. <laughs> That's my favorite poem that I ever wrote, ever. And I wrote it at 6 o'clock in the morning on the commute to work. I don't know how to do banter, I'm very awkward. And don't know how to do people, so I'm just going to do lots of poems. I wonder if the piercer at the local tattoo shop woke up Valentine's Day morning knowing a lonely woman would walk in looking for a sex worker. On Valentine's Day, I found myself spread eagle in a tattoo shop as you, the first man in two years, came anywhere close to my body. Was my empty physical, the loneliness, my unused body, did I reveal myself in my tremble, my fear of unimportance and useless echoing through my system? My useless was so thick in me. All I ever noticed was women and their body parts ripe and ready floating down the street, desired by passing men, even when the attention was not wanted, their ungrateful sex never knowing vacancy quite like I did on your table open and outstretched you dressed me with iodine the burning not painful just intense rejuvenation of skin your latex gloves like the condoms I never needed to buy your gloved fingertips the closest thing to human my nerve endings had felt in years when you 
climax of needle and blue jewel insertion, reclothed and smiling, to descend beyond as just another rebellion, experimenting with her wild side. Or did you see the hot-blooded minks having no one to share a pulse with, finding validation in touch on Valentine's Day? A lonely, unused bee finding sex in the sterile back room of a tattoo shop after 15 minutes, costing $85, ready to walk home as a woman again. Um, sort of one of my signature things is I don't want children ever. And I write about it a lot because I've spent my whole, I'm 31, and since I was about 22, everybody's like, no, no, you, like, what's wrong with you? You're a woman, and women want children, and that's what your purpose is, so go procreate. I don't care who your boyfriend is, you should be having children. And um, I've written a lot about it, and this is, this is one of the poems that I wrote about it. I dreamt last night I had a daughter. I've had motherhood dreams before, usually ending in pregnancy or with losing the pregnancy. But she was seven, pretty, with brown hair like mine, who lived in Nyack. My daughter didn't have a name. She was seven, with brown hair like mine. She was bipolar, and at seven, she was already cutting. People don't know that I was suicidal at ten, my dream daughter was suicidal at seven. And I loved her. I loved her with love I've never felt in real life. And I held her and I told her not to cut. Told her it wasn't worth it. But she looked at my arm and said, but mom, you have scars too. And I reassured her, yes, I know pain. Yes, I'm no virgin to pain. And I held her, but she still had When people ask me why I don't want children, I come up with all sorts of excuses, but the truth is I can't bear to know that my sadness is just as much in my womb as it is in my heart. That my father was suicidal, and I was suicidal, and there don't need to be any more generations in my family who want their parents at their burial. My daughter was seven. She had brown hair like mine. We lived in Naya. We had the same brown eyes, the same smile, the same scars. Okay, I'm going to do another weird one. I'm going to do another weird one. Like the room, like really sad, sad, no sad. <laughs> Dear Nine Inch Unicorn Magna Peppermill, you are the grind I never knew I wanted. Entice me with your thick, long, high capacity cylindrical opening. I never knew I needed so much space for grinding. And I grind. Mix you with my exotic pink Himalayan sea salt. 
twist your extra large seal mechanism with the bottom thumb screw until I'm satisfied with your ejection. You know what hungry women want. Something to grip onto while we salivate. I want to toss my salad with you. My eggs are waiting. Go huge or leave the party. You take up all my fingers. Fill my grip. I want to grind you on my clams. Screw your ears in the morning. Rub your smooth at night. I want to fill you with batteries. Whatever. I want to taste what you can spew. I saw you advertised on TV as I sat alone with a bowl of naked, unseasoned snacks. The only companion I have late at night when there's no one around. I always thought unicorns were mythical. Never knew the smooth horns were sold at William and Sonoma, hidden among your cheaper imitations. $45 for a peppermill. $45 for seeds in my mouth. I keep you on the shelf. You blend into the corner. They don't see you. When I'm lonely and somber, eating breakfast by myself, my apartment silent without passion, I sweat you in my robe. I grind you and twist you. My hands never empty. You spew on my command. You stop. When I'm finished and satisfied with spice, your expulsion lingering on my tongue, sharp pleasure vibrating in this body, filling the empty void. My passionate nine-inch peppermint, unicorn magnum, big, strong, long. Just keep going. Never stop. On Amazon, I promise. I'll give you five stars. <laughs> <laughs> My goal was to go through the six days and not do a single sad poem and only do my friendship. That was my goal. It's like, I'm going to do every open mic and just only do things that don't make sense. And I'm just like, they're going to be like, well, everybody's sad. Like, it's what happened. Really? And then, and then I went full time and I came in. Um, so, um, I'm dating a very nice guy. He's very sweet. And I really feel like they're not enough love poems. Like I feel sort of people don't get to feel what I feel. And I'm very lucky. And uh, I wrote this about him. <laughs> Give me a timid man. Quiet and hidden. Shy, clammy hands. Sweaty at the thought of me. Wondering what my soft feels like whose fingers don't already know the workings of my joints before we touch. I want to be a soft note longed for like no other, a special body of keys, newly learned chopsticks, not routine practice. I want a man who's not loved many women, but loved the ones he has so hard, wants to kiss their lips but rarely does, does not know how to sweet talk shirt buttons open. I want a wallflower who longs for dance partners, one who sees the easy steps, the resting hand on a hip, whispers in the ear of the dip, and imagines it is his fingers on the dress, how he would remember the moment all weekend. I am safe. 
mighty herbs. Why would I give myself to someone who knows the walls of hearts so well? He can maneuver mine blindfolded. I don't have time for the ones who know all the words already. The dapper gentleman who predicts my yes before I say it takes it like he's taken so many, his words practiced, rehearsed, as though I'm just another piano he can close down and walk away from like he has so many times before. No, I long for a heart startled at my lips phrase, my new and foreign stroke, the pink dash on cheeks, the first touch above the waist. I long for arms familiar with empty, the ones who feared they'd never fill, the delicate kiss, the fallen knees, that first sweet release against my frame.
my friends were all experimenting, and then I was like, hi, this is the end result. And um, so, this is about Charlie. Charlie went off his meds again, and he remembered his purpose in life was to kill all the devils in the world, and his mom got scared and called the cops, and now he's in the next room over screaming about devils and how we're all reincarnations of dinosaurs. I walk over and introduce myself, and he smiles. Charlie never had a sister, and I am a 12-year-old innocent. Two days out of the emergency room, it takes that long to get settled. The first day, they wake you with 3 a.m. to test for drugs. The first day is dreamland. And I listen and laugh, so he adopts me. Charlie is refusing the authority. Even though he's seeing dinosaurs everywhere, he may you know you're a reincarnated velociraptor, right? You're vicious and indestructible. You're like the sister I never had, and I smile and go back to my room and say, Charlie sees me for what I really am. They shot Charlie up with Thorazine a whole week. The mattress on the floor soaked in his urine. But he's calmed down now. They got him on his dosage. And we sit on the couch and watch Thundercats. And he looks at me in the commercial and says, Promise me, Nina, you'll always take your meds. Has it been too heavy? You want more ridiculous? I can do more ridiculous. I'll be more ridiculous. You don't have a choice. Dear, Nabisco. I have noticed that you have come out in the new mega stuff Oreo cookies. I'm assuming this translates to triple stuff as opposed to double stuff or the original regular stuff. My customers are buying it nonstop. So excited for all the stuff. Nothing in the cookie business tastes as addicting as Oreo cream, and maybe your new mega stuff Oreo cookies will ensure that my customers finally get their fill. Mega stuff Oreo cookies are a limited edition. This means in a few months they will be obsolete, leaving my customers feeling all Oreo empty inside. The double stuff, which once was such a treat, will no longer satisfy their cravings. They will start buying more of them. Wanting more, trying to fill the void, your mega stuff Oreo cookie overload will leave. Nabisco, although my customers have not caught on to your goal of creating unfulfilled Oreo stuff cravings for the rest of all eternity, I am on to you. As tempting as it is to buy your new mega stuff Oreo cookies, I am refraining. It's bad enough double stuff has already made regular stuff obsolete. I will walk the cookie section and fantasize about all that stuff. Vicariously buy it as my customers stock up. Imagine the mouthgasms it will give me. But you will not win. I will ring my customers up in silence and not warn them. People refuse to admit that they are being fooled. But I am on to you. You can't trick me with your stuck fulfillment promise. I will not let you ruin regular stuff.
about me, and my dad wants me to use it everywhere I go. And so I've been using this like everywhere on my Amazon page, and it's like there three times to my Amazon. Like it's kind of like, okay, dad, you can't date Taylor Molly. It's okay. <laughs> but this is uh, it's Supermarket Diaries. Um, I've worked in the supermarket since I was 17, and I'm 31. And at a certain point, you just want to yell at everybody because the customers, they're just evil. They're evil. They're just, that's what they are. They're evil. I've had, I once like denied a man beer and he threw it at me. And luckily he was drunk, so it didn't hit me. Um, and I had a woman throw a throne. I've been called an idiot. I can't count. Um, he's, my, my boyfriend has been doing it since he was 18. He's 35. And so I wrote a book. It's $10. It's finding compassion for customers again, so I don't clock tower their asses. <laughs> and uh, if you're interested, I have 50, I brought some copies. I'm very proud of it. I write a lot of random stuff, so this is, it's a theme. Um, I also have a very, a different cat book. That's the first cat book I ever made. If you can tell, it's the first cat book I ever made when you read it. And uh, if you buy this, I'll throw in that one. And you can be like, wow, she tried to sell this. And she wrote it, what the hell is going on? So you buy my supermarket book, you get a free one. And I have like a poem about laundry. I wrote a sonnet about like, what the fuck is going to be I've been through a lot of shit and I've survived by being random. Mm -hmm. That's what I've done. Uh, I'm gonna do some poems. I'll do some poems for my supermarket. I'm worried that I'm overstaying my welcome. So I'm gonna do two poems and then that'll be it, because I don't wanna shut up and Robert and Jen. 
It is easy to match skin tone to skin tone. Think bodies are together when they are not, and not when they are together. Robert and Jen are not the same shade, and I am aware that they are watching me scan. I try to send telepathic messages over the bread and milk. I do not judge your love. I am not like the ones who do. I know they share a destination. I scan so fast, and it probably seems forced, because I have made mistakes before, and they do not deserve to be a part of my guilty apology, but they are. I exhale and smile. Thank you. Have a nice day. And my shift continues. I don't know if she felt my projections, the forced outline of my halo drawn in gold, or if she stood next to her lover wondering why this quiet cashier was so desperate to scan so fast or be so friendly. In five minutes, I'm relaxed again, surrounded by the buzz of the register belt and recycled air. That's my luxury, my white boyfriend who doesn't startle, my camouflage love life waiting at home.